Today's gospel is from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. A colleague of mine is a, uh, a chaplain in the military, and he said, no one needs a chaplain until someone needs a chaplain. And what he was pointing to in that phrase is that very often in the military, the men and women who are there when they start, they are... Um, feeling the pressure to look invincible, feeling the pressure to look, uh, to, to not show any vulnerability. And so very often chaplains are passed by um, a polite nod, but inside people are saying, I don't need one of them until they need one of them. And it's usually when their life falls apart or when they've been injured or when one of their colleagues, a loved one, dies, and then they realize the deep worth of a chaplain who can listen to them, who can care for them, who can pray for them. About 10 years ago, a friend of mine uh, was in a season of life where he, um, well, he, he had been very successful in his business life. He had a mercurial rise in his company. He was so confident in himself that he began believing his own interior PR department. Do you know what I mean by that? That part of ourselves that convinces ourselves that we're really better than we are or more important than we are and he began to believe his own interior PR department. He began to struggle with alcohol. He realized he had an alcohol addiction. 
but he realized after his friendships and relationships began to fall apart because of his alcoholism, it began to affect his work life. He was ultimately fired because of his addictions and his decisions, and he, his life just fell apart. He began to invest in his faith again. For years, most of his young adult life, he didn't go to church anymore. He went, in, he went to church as a kid, but he, he realized as a young adult, he thought, I, I don't need that anymore. It's a, religion is a crutch. When people tell me that, I say, well, of course it's a crutch. And what makes you think you're not limping all over the place? He went back to church. He began to invest in his own spiritual life, in his own relationship with God, and he realized that independence is okay as far as it goes, but interdependence is much better. He bought the message as a young adult that to be independent was to be um, strong, to be successful. What he realized in midlife was that he was interdependent. He needed other people if he was going to be his true self. And what he realized along that path was that he needed a good shepherd. He needed God to shepherd him to green pastures, to shepherd him into safe places and out of safe places. What he realized was a wisdom that he was dependent on God like he'd never been before. And when he realized his dependence, that's when the doors opened to him in his relationship with this mystery that we call God. His life is perhaps a metaphor for so many of our lives. We don't realize our need for God until we need God. We don't realize our need for a good shepherd until we really need a good shepherd who can guide us, who can provide for us, and who can equip us to help provide for others. We've been talking in, in uh, circles of our church, and I know this has come up in our church council meetings, how can we as a church do what we're doing so that it makes it easy to do good in the world? What can we do here so that it makes it easier for people outside of our church to do good in the world? Because we, as followers of Jesus, believe that God is calling us to care for the common good. What is good for all people? Let's be a part of that. What is healing for all people? Let's be a part of that. What brings good news for all people? Let's be a part of that. You know that if it's good news just for us in this church, it's really not good news. Good news has to be good news for everybody or it's not good news. We've been talking about that for a while. An opportunity came to us 
through the Panera Bread Company. Have any of you eaten at Panera Bread? Let me just see a show of hands. Oh my gosh, look around, Methodists. People in the front, look behind you. Almost everybody has had some meal at Panera Bread. Panera Bread is a company that um, seeks to care for the common good. When the economy dropped in 2009, Panera had two stores, one in Boston, one in St. Louis, where they're based, where they took out the cash registers, and they put a box there, and they put a note that said, if you can afford lunch, please put some money in the box. If you can't afford lunch, please order whatever you want to eat, and we trust that it will all work out. Do you know those two stores turned a profit? because they gave generous people an opportunity to be generous, and they gave hungry people an opportunity to eat. Do you know that Paneras throughout the nation have a, a policy that if certain organizations, churches, nonprofits apply to corporate headquarters to pick up their day-old product, they will give it away. Our church council discerned this may be an opportunity for us as a Chatham United Methodist Church to pick up product and invite our congregation to distribute that product, to bring a loaf of bread to someone who may be hungry or just someone in our circle of friends or family or neighborhood who would like a visit. And whatever is left over, we may bring to hungry people in different places and different institutions. So last night at 10.15, a few of our disciples went down to Panera in Florham Park. And Florham Park got the memo from headquarters that Chatham United Methodist Church was going to be picking up their bread from the day. You know that bakeries, most of them, overproduce by a third? That means a third of their product ends up being thrown away. We want to rescue that food and get it to hungry people. So last night, the first team of disciples from our congregation went and picked up this bread and probably 50 to 100 pounds of bread that's now down in Rada Hall. Bread, danishes, muffins, bagels, desserts, cookies. And we are invited to use this to do good in the world. On, the, on each bread is displayed a, a card that says, A Gift of Love from the Chatham United Methodist Church and the Panera Bread Company. With a heart in the middle of a piece of bread. Friends, we're going to be invited to use this bread for ministry. But we're going to need disciples to help make this happen. We're going to need disciples who can pick up this bread at 10 o'clock on Saturday night to bring their car down to Panera and Florham Park. They'll be waiting for us. People will put the bread in their car, and if you have a key to the church, bring it here that night and put it down somewhere in Rada Hall or wherever we decide to put it. We're going to need another team of disciples to put these loaves of bread in plastic bags with ribbon, and a card from our church. 
We're going to need other disciples who can take this bread either on Sunday afternoon or Monday morning to a place or places that we designate where people are hungry. There's going to be a sign-up genius that will probably email out this week to the congregation. We invite you as disciples of Jesus to sign up to be part of what God's doing in helping make this world a little bit more compassionate. Before we let go of this bread, let's pray for this bread and those who receive it and the ministries that may come out of this. Would you repeat after me? Dear God, we thank you for the gift of bread. Bless this bread. Bless those who give it away. Bless us as we deliver it. Help us to give it with love. And bless hungry people who may receive this. We pray in Christ. Amen. Friends, I close with this reflection about the need for a good shepherd in our lives who can lead us to good food and lead us into ministries and lead us into our true selves. You are my shepherd, not my fears, not my desires, not the machinations of my ego, not my group and its partisans, my nation, my party, my church. You alone lead me in your path, not the path of being right, but the path of loving. Help me to discern your leading. Grant me the humble attentiveness to see you loving and to join you loving. To love and to forsake all other ways, Grant me the courage to follow, even through the darkest valley. I follow you like a lamb, and following me come goodness and mercy. May God bless us, all of us, the sheep of the fold of Jesus Christ, as we listen for the voice of the Good Shepherd who provides for us and leads us out into ministry. Amen.